0: Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach, Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello everybody and thank you guys for tuning in to episode number 17 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast and I am your host Jessica Tai and today... I am super excited. I have a wonderful guest here with me today. She is actually my personal f- functional medicine practitioner. Her name is Dr. Gretchen Dyer. Welcome, Gretchen. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm <laughs>
1: so excited to be here.
0: Awesome. And so I want to give um, my listeners a little bit of a background on you. I know you are certified and um as a functional medicine practitioner, you're a certified health coach. You have an undergraduate and your Bachelor of Science of Dietetics. You graduated from Life University in Marietta, Georgia Georgia, um, as a doctor of chiropractic. So you have, and then there's, you have all kinds of other um, board certifications that I'm not even talking about. So you are very well educated. And I know from working with you that you are super smart and <laughs> I'm excited for my clients or my um, listeners rather to be able to kind of hear from you and kind of hear some of the things that you are an expert on. So can you tell us a little bit, just kind of your journey and how you even got into the healthcare field to start with?
1: Absolutely, I would love to. And um, my journey started quite a while ago. I'm I'm very grateful to have two wonderful parents who... who knew that chiropractic was important and they themselves were undergoing chiropractic treatment and their chiropractors at the time actually educated them on how it could be beneficial for children to go through that. And And so therefore at a young age of 14, they took me to see their chiropractor. Um, unfortunately, the reason was for those because I was having headaches, and um, being a teenager with headaches uh, made it really difficult to to function for school. I was also an athlete and uh, being being in pain with headaches all the time it really interfered with my performance and so they got me to a wonderful chiropractor and from Right then, it just made sense to me, you know, addressing the cause from a more natural way, mm-hmm. and, and from there, two years later, I actually started working for my chiropractor, just you know, doing some filing and different things, and I really started to learn what chiropractic was, and chiropractic to me was just a way to take care of myself without actually having to take um, a medication to treat the symptoms of the headaches, and from that point on, my headaches have actually been gone. Um, Another interest though of mine being an athlete and just being interested in health was was nutrition was how the body works and I knew What we ate impacted me, but I wasn't really sure how and so uh, I don't know if you yourself, Jessica, had gone through that as a teenager, but mm-hmm. as I was trying to figure out what worked for me, I was experimenting with all kinds of things. And sometimes not necessarily for the most healthy reasons, but more for, at that point when I'm 16, 17, just for maybe vanity. It's all about being thin,
0: right? Of course.
1: And yes. so <laughs> I, I think I as had,
0: girls, we all go through that.
1: Yeah. Reflecting back on it now, it allowed me to become the person I am, but. and and able to help people through that, but it also, Empowered it made me want to learn exactly what nutrition did to my body and that's what prompted me to uh, To pursue my education in nutrition and then into chiropractic Mm -hmm. Um, And so my major passions are how does the body work? How can I feed my body to make it work as best as it can and really to prevent disease and and injury? And so that's how I got myself into chiropractic school and graduated with my chiropractic degree and nutrition Um, shortly after that, I moved back to Ohio from Atlanta and started my practice. And, uh, this is where I was focused mostly on chiropractic at the time, but I also had this deep desire for nutrition because I knew everything we put in our body was done to help rebuild it, to regenerate it. And we could choose really healthy foods or we could choose toxic foods, right? Yes. And, um... But I couldn't quite figure out how to sync it with my practice. I was experimenting with a lot of different things on how to help people the best that I could. And it wasn't until I met one of my mentors now um, at a nutrition seminar, and he introduced me to functional medicine. And this was the missing link that that I had. He, he he told me where to go to pursue my education and where I could continue to help. And, and that's how I got into functional medicine, being pointed in the right direction. Um, his name is Dr. Siegler and he has really helped me to figure out how to incorporate this piece into
0: my practice to help more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know this
1: firsthand because that's how I met you as well through, yes. through functional medicine.
0: That's right. That's right. So... You, um, so that's, I love that you were working. I did not know that about you. I'm going to learn all kinds of things about you, I think, which is great today, but I did not know that you started working for your chiropractor early on. So that's super interesting. Can, so that chiropractor, was it a, a he or she?
1: It was a she, actually it was a she and then her husband's also a chiropractor and then he joined her practice um, uh, when he finished his school. So, so I worked for, for both. both of them.
0: Okay. That's great. So were they, um, now I know different chiropractors have kind of different philosophies. I've been to many in in the past because I like you, I do absolutely believe in chiropractic care and think that that is, it's a, a huge part of having a, a good, healthy lifestyle. Um, and it can help so many systems, which we'll get into, but, um, one of the things that I've noticed is that there can be such a, that's so varied in chiropractic care where from a very holistic standpoint to a more just, I'm just going to manipulate your spine and then see you next week and we'll do this again. You know, so kind of that chiropractor that you started working for was, were they kind of more on the holistic side of it where they were um, helping clients understand what how this was helping digestion or, or even um, illnesses or sicknesses or was it just more about just let's get your spine aligned?
1: That's a really good question and um, she focused mostly on spinal alignment because mm-hmm. the foundation of chiropractic is that everything else comes from that because as a chiropractor, we are looking at the nervous system and how it relates to the structure of the spine Mm -hmm. and our nervous system controls and coordinates every function within the body. So then this would warrant our digestive system, our immune system, um, every, every system that we have. And so if our nervous system is being impinged somewhere or, what we call subluxation, then it's not, our body is not going to function at its most optimal. So through a chiropractic adjustment, we remove these subluxations, which then allow all the other systems to work that much better and hence help to prevent disease. Mm -hmm. And she focused on eliminating those subluxations at that time when I was working for her. And um, she would speak a little bit about nutrition and overall wellness, but it wasn't as much as what I wanted to dive into it. And I don't think it was until many years later that people, that chiropractors actually started to evolve into that because we were very much subluxation based. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing tons of chiropractors who are, it's, it's a whole lifestyle, it's nutrition, what are we putting into our body, balancing the nervous system through adjustments, exercising not only our body but also our mind, and balancing all those different facets to really enhance our health and our well-being, you know, it's socializing, it's getting out with our family and our friends. And it's the balance of all those aspects of our life that really help to contribute to health and happiness.
0: Absolutely. And actually, it makes me think, so I talk um, a lot about this with clients. And I actually, the podcast that's going to go out today um, that I just recorded this morning is episode number 16. And we talk, I'm talking a little bit about digestion in that podcast in relation to um, a question that I had come in, but with you hearing you talk about this, it just makes me think about how you have been, since I started working with you, very focused with me on my parasympathetic nervous system and getting all all of that um, where it should be to help me with digestion specifically and, and stress management and all of that. So since you're talking about the nervous system and how everything ties into that, Can you talk a little bit about that and how chiropractic care um, specifically can help with your nervous system and how that kind of gut-brain axis works and how everything, you know, how we need to have that all to work together?
1: Absolutely. I would love to. It's one of my most favorite topics.
0: (laughs) I know it is. I know it is. That's why I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, it's so overlooked by so many people and, you know, um, just... Uh, so many people are stressed, and we are you know working and managing a household and trying to you know take care of all of our children's and their activities and it's go go, go, go and we never take the time to really slow down mm-hmm. and um, you know I was actually listening to another podcast of yours, and you were talking about that fight or flight versus that parasympathetic nervous system and and the only place our body can truly heal is when it's in a parasympathetic state. Mm-hmm. And our parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest. It's where we heal. When we are eating food, we are supposed to be in this parasympathetic nervous system state. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be there about 90 99% of the time. What happens though is that throughout life we come into, we have these stressors, whether it's good stress or bad stress, our body still perceives it as stress. Mm -hmm. And if we're not doing anything to help heal our body's response to that stress over time, then our body stops adapting to it. And we start kind of living in this sympathetic, this fight or flight state constantly. Mm -hmm. So we can't handle little stressors even when they show up. And the sympathetic nervous system is there for when a lion walks into the room. If a lion were walking into the room, you weren't going to sit there and talk to it and say, hey, how are you doing? Right? You're supposed to run for your life. Right. And that's what the sympathetic nervous system is meant to do. It's for survival. Yes. And when we are constantly under stress, our body starts shifting into this survival state because. We're never doing anything to help calm that nervous system down and tap into the parasympathetic nervous system so that we can actually rest and digest. And this is where I start to see digestive issues because stress shuts down digestion. And it starts with the stomach. We decrease the hydrochloric acid that we produce, mm-hmm. which then decreases the way our body digests our food, which then leaves undigestible food in our gut for our bacteria to ferment off of, which then creates different bacterial conditions or it really creates an imbalance in our microbiome that allows bad bacteria to grow or mold to grow, yeast to grow, even parasites to take over. Mm-hmm. And so Health begins in the gut and it begins by tapping into that parasympathetic nervous system so that we can start to digest our food better to get better nutrition from that and then we can start to heal even better. And how chiropractic ties into that is a chiropractic adjustment helps to eliminate any of those impingements in that nervous system, but what it also does is it also taps into that parasympathetic nervous system. It takes you from this... Wired state of sympathetic overdrive, and it shifts you into a calming
0: parasympathetic state. Mm. Okay. Isn't that it, amazing? It is amazing. <laughs> it's. I think chiropractic is so um, fascinating to me, and I just don't even pretend to know the first uh, thing about it. But it's. I think it's just really amazing how it all works together. So I have a question for you just because um, this is something that I have been recently talking about and I'm kind of curious how it all works together so um, so your vagus nerve is I, I know that that is super important to your parasympathetic nervous system and it's super important to digestion so how does chiro, how does chiropractic care or does chiropractic care affect your vagus nerve or how how can that be affected good or bad by by either not getting care or or getting chiropractic care when you need it?
1: Sure. So the vagus nerve is very, very important and the reason is that it's actually, it comes from the brain stem which is up in the neck Mm -hmm. and it's a very long nerve that travels down into the thoracic cavity. And it helps to regulate digestion and heart rate and many, many, many other things. Mm-hmm. And so when this vagal this vagal nerve helps with parasympathetic as well, that nervous system. And so if it is being impinged upon or if it's not being activated, you're going to have a really hard time to shift into that parasympathetic state. So chiropractic adjustments can help by taking the pressure off those nerves in the neck, which can allow those nerves to function better. And then there's a lot of other things you can do on a day-to-day basis to actually Enhance your vagus nerve, and to allow that parasympathetic nervous system to really um, start to dominate once again. And one of those things that I talk to a lot of people about is something simply simple as gargling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. You, you, you definitely gave, <laughs> gave me that when I first started seeing you to do and I have talked about that. And actually I talk about that a lot in this episode I recorded this morning, but so I would love to hear you tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that and why that's so important. Absolutely.
1: So, so gargling, the, the vagus nerve helps to, it, it innervates the muscle that actually allows you to gargle. And, um, Gargling needs to be done, not just like this gentle little gargle, uh, you know, it has to, it's an exercise. Mm -hmm. So in order to stimulate it, you have to gargle and gargle hard for a period of time to stimulate that muscle. And that activation will start to get that gut-brain axis working better. Mm -hmm. So for those individuals who are constipated, this is a tool you can start using to actually help to get the bowels moving. Um, something as simple as gargling on a daily basis, it's gargling really, really hard for 20 to 30 seconds. And you want to work up to, you know, gargling for about five minutes, um, a couple times a day. Um, I find that hard, if not impossible to do continuously, but you know, um, gargle a little bit and then take a break and gargle again and keep working just
0: like any muscle in your body you would do. Yeah, that's, I think that's fascinating that, uh, that, that, that something that seems that simple can be so important for us and can be so helpful. Like exactly. That, yes. It does. Yes. I
1: mean, it takes no, no time, time at all. all. You, you can, can do, do it way. while you're, uh, cooking in the morning. You, you can, can do, do it while it. you're brushing your teeth. I mean, it's, it's not anything time. that takes away from, from our day.
0: Yeah. So let me shift a little bit because I want to, I want to ask about, um, about kids So what is your take on having kids come in to see a chiropractor and like how, how early would you think that that would be a good thing for kids to start doing? And what are like some common things that you see with children that chiropractic care can really help?
1: Good question. I love taking care of kiddos. I have a 12 year old myself. He's been adjusted since the day he was born. Mm-hmm. And the reason is a lot of people ask me, well, why? They haven't done anything to themselves. And um, unfortunately, these days, birth can be very traumatic for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can, that, that same area of the neck that we were talking about, the vagus nerve, that where the brain stem comes through, sits one of our most important bones, and that's called our atlas. And that atlas, Um, can be twisted or rotated during the burdening process, and when that happens, it's going to impinge upon some extremely important parts of our nervous system, Mm -hmm. and so it's super important to make sure that our kids' nervous systems can function optimally right from the get-go, and by doing this, it helps to prevent a lot of things that we ourselves as adults um, start to encounter. Because maybe we didn't know or, you know, we didn't have someone who who knew that chiropractic could be helpful for them. Mm-hmm. And so with my history of headaches, I definitely didn't want my son to be walking down that path. And so therefore, um, he gets adjusted on a regular basis or at least gets checked to see if he needs an adjustment. And um, and then as kids start to, to grow, you know, they are crawling and they're standing up and they're falling on their bottoms and they're getting into all kinds of things and that repetitive falling on their bottom it can be compressive to their pelvis and then their spine all the way up and so especially if that spine is not in proper alignment and so we want to make sure that from a very small age they are getting um as best of a chance to a healthy spine as possible so that we can help prevent some diseases and um Although chiropractic never never states that it cures or treats anything, there have been some people who say that it can help by making sure there's no interference in the nervous system and allowing the nervous system to function optimally can help with things like colic, or um, even something like ear infections. I'm sure you may have heard that a lot by yeah. getting the, the adjustment. It helps the drainage and the, the fluid in the ears. Um, but, but it doesn't treat it specifically, but indirectly it can help to alleviate some of those conditions.
0: Absolutely. Well, I can tell you that my own experience with my, my family and my kids, I have absolutely taken my taken my kids into the chiropractor when they have had ear infections when they were younger. And my experience has been that it has absolutely helped yeah so and that's,
1: that tends to happen happen often and and another thing that that parents say when they leave here is that after their kids get adjusted. They are calm and they sleep better.
0: You know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was actually going to ask you. That's another thing I was kind of curious about. And and I don't know, maybe you don't have any information on this. or, But I was curious if, you've, if you know of any information or if you've done any research. I have heard that chiropractic care can also help kids with that, like hyperactivity, ADHD, things like that. That there's actually some studies, maybe not, um, you know, with full causation but at least correlation that that chiropractic care can be helpful in those instances do you know anything about that or have you experienced that um there's there's
1: several studies and articles probably on the icpa4kids.com website that will relate that Mm -hmm. and i don't um know specifically but all i know is that when my patients who are children leave here they are calmer and Mm -hmm. focused and it is it's quite amazing. And even with my own kiddo, when he starts to get extremely tired, he can start to get a little rambunctious. And when I adjust him, it helps to calm and balance his nervous system. And he can even become more focused. And so just from a
0: personal standpoint, yes, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. I think that is a huge, that could be a huge help for parents today, because especially a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, because we're Typically, if you're listening to this podcast or a health podcast like this, then you're probably pretty health and wellness minded, and you're probably not one of those parents that's quick to jump on antibiotics or you know, kind of your standard medical care. So this is, I think, this is a really great um, option that you can explore and try this before you go down the road of antibiotics or something like that.
1: Exactly. You know, there's a time and place for everything. And, and yes. what I have found is that most that a lot of these things are personal choices. And so the best thing, like you said, is just to educate yourself and, um, and make a decision that, that works best for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. it's, and, and it's a whole lifestyle as well, as well Jess, because I know you with your kids too, the nutrition, mm-hmm. the chiropractic, you know, um, family time. There's so many things that all go together that really help to impact our children's health.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So speaking of it being kind of a whole lifestyle and the kind of the nutrition part of it as well. So I know that you are like you talked about, you have a degree in nutrition, you're really um, focused on that. That's something you've always been focused on. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about kind of your let's kind of go the functional medicine route a little bit now and talk about how nutrition plays a, such a role in our lifestyle and in our health and just overall well-being.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I have evolved from with a nutrition standpoint because I used to be strict. Don't do this. Don't do this. And what I have found is that we are all different people and we all need different things. And when we start to pay attention to the things we need, that's when we're going to start to function the best. What I have found is that, obviously, as most people know, a whole foods diet approach is going to be the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to obviously get rid of all the packaged foods, um, grains in general, just inflame the body also. Um, So I... Typically follow somewhat of a paleo um, diet lifestyle, mm-hmm. and even go into that ketogenic as well. Higher fat um, works really well for me, also. Um, what I try to teach people though is that the things that we eat are actually what re- regenerates our organs and our body. And so when we start to eat to live rather than living to eat, our bodies become so much healthier. And I know in the beginning I mentioned I I first started getting into nutrition more based upon, you know, what you do when you're a teenager, being thin and all those things. And what happened for me is that as I started learning, I started realizing that, you know, I I eat so that I can keep living and how I eat is going to impact how I feel on a day-to-day basis. And what really prompted it for me is when I did get pregnant, and when I had to take care of someone else and also teach them what's good for them, and that shifted for me. That shifted from a, gosh, don't eat that because of these calories and all those things to, wow, I really want to eat this nutritious meal that I made and that are from good quality ingredients because it's rebuilding my body and also now feeding this little tiny human being at the same time. And when I shifted that mentality, it helped me to see nutrition and overall health in a different manner. And now working with people, everyone comes in with a – at a different place in their life, right? And so it's about baby steps. It's not about taking everything away from them and saying, don't do that. Because then we start associating all these emotions and guilt with it. And when we not only eat something that may not be great for us, but we also then associate those negative emotions with it, it's like a double whammy to us, you know? And our body just has a hard time with that.
0: Yeah, So I totally agree with that, Gretchen. I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that is – so so important is that people need to not be so tough on themselves, and I think especially women we do this and and just not kind of going to a more um, just learning what what feels good, what makes you feel good when you eat it, like what what is serving you best in your body, and kind of getting into this intuitive eating place, and and not beating yourself up when you eat something that's quote unquote bad or, right. you know, I think that can be so detrimental.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, in the beginning I used to be like, don't do that. And then I find myself, I'm like, there's so much negativity that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And, and people would always say, you mean I can never do that again? I'm like, well, I never say never because
0: <laughs> right, know, like, right.
1: <laughs> that's just a horrible thing to say, first of all. And, and, uh, and when you're in certain situations, and what I what I tell people, because one of the first things that I have people do is to go gluten-free, mm-hmm. and the reason behind that is because gluten tends to impact the majority of people. We tend to not feel well when we eat it, and the only way to really know is to go on a gluten-free diet yes. to start with. Agreed. And then... And for some people, that's really, really hard and challenging, and so that's where we start. Mm-hmm. And for other people, they can dive right in with removing the grains all, in, all together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when we explain to them why that's important, you know, balancing blood sugars, decreasing the load on the adrenals, mm-hmm. allowing you to sleep better, improving digestion, there's so many great things that come from it. Yes. But when it starts to also stress them out so much that they then can't do anything, then that's not serving them either, right? Mm, right. And so, you know, I say we need to do this for a period of time to assess how your body's going to to handle that, and then let's make changes as we go. If you choose to eat a piece of cake at your husband's 50th birthday party or whatever, then choose to eat it, enjoy it, and then the next
0: day move on. Don't
1: keep stressing out about it.
0: Yes, I'm not only stressing out about it, but I feel like I, I kind of see this a lot with clients is they'll do the, the whole, and I get this, I've been there, but the, it's kind of the, okay, well I had the piece of birthday cake at, you know, at the party. And so whatever, I've already fallen off the wagon. So I'm just (laughs) going to go ahead and eat everything I want anyway. And it's too late. I've, I've done myself in. And then they just, and and that's terrible, but I've so been there myself. And I think that's, we got, we definitely have to get out of that mentality.
1: Yes. 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 Like I completely agree because on one hand, you know just do, do it, it and be done, done with it, it but don't, don't keep, keep doing it. it that's right
0: that's right that's right don't just just do it and be done i agree and then just move on don't dwell on it don't think about it anymore don't beat yourself up about it and for god's sake don't go raid the pantry Exactly, <laughs> uh, exactly. It's, that's terrible it just it's a whole yeah it spirals you into this uh black hole again but okay so that's so that's good i like that advice so um, yeah, so it's, so you're saying it's super important to be mindful of what you're eating and knowing that that is building your cells, that's building your body, that's actually, you, you literally are what you eat.
1: Exactly, yes, so <laughs> true, so true. And going back to that thing, you know, where you do eat something that's not ideal, nine times out of ten as you start changing your diet to a more healthier natural food state. When you eat those things, you're not gonna feel great the next day. Yes. And so it's gonna be incentive to not be eating that. You're just not gonna want it. You're not gonna crave it. You're there's gonna
0: be no reward for having it. That is so true. And that again comes back to the intuitive eating I try to talk to people about is that we are so far removed from that that most of us, at least when we kind of start down this journey of kind of more health and wellness focused We just don't realize how far disconnected from our nutrition we are. We we don't we don't read hunger cues properly, we don't even know we just don't listen to any cues properly. But once you start, like you said, you start eating a more healthful diet, you start eating more whole foods, you get away from the packaged foods and the chemicals you do start realizing that when you indulge in something that maybe isn't so great for you, that it kind of sucks and it's not really worth it. You start thinking, man, I I didn't even really enjoy that piece of cake, not nearly as much as what it wrecked me, you know, for the next day or even several days after. So you kind of start learning that stuff. And I think it's so super helpful to to clients, in my opinion, even to just be like, yeah, go ahead and do it. Because you're going, you'll learn. It will help you get more intuitive about what you're eating.
1: Yeah, it's so empowering. It is so empowering. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely.
0: So, um, so let me talk to you a little bit. Okay, so we we've talked a little bit about the gut brain axis and how that is so important and how those nervous systems all work together and. Um, to serve us but one of the things that I think um, well we've talked about the parasympathetic nervous system and how we have to get that working properly that's that's how we are going to get the our digestion working and 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 how we're going to get even things like our stomach to produce the right amount of hydrochloric acid to even digest our food. So can you talk a little bit about, when we're talking about food and diet and nutrition and what we should be eating, um, can you talk a little bit about how it is digestion, it is so important to get that dialed in so that we can even be able to actually properly um, digest and get the nutrients out of this food that we're eating?
1: Absolutely. Okay. So, I like to talk to people about that from from a standpoint of let's choose the right food first, which we've talked a lot about, uh-huh. and then after we choose the right food, we have to chew our food thoroughly. So there's many, many people who multitask while they are eating, right? So they're either still cooking or they're eating off their kids' plates or they're on their computer working or they're driving down the street or whatever. But no, not, you know, some people do, but not very many people are sitting down and enjoying their meal Mm -hmm. and chewing their food at least 25 times each
0: bite. (laughs) They're like, what? You want me to cook my own food (laughs) and now I have to sit down and enjoy it? Exactly.
1: See? See? And by doing this, this helps to initiate our digestive process.
0: So, our
1: digestion begins in the mouth, and it begins with chewing. And it begins, and actually, A step before that even is it begins in our mind and being grateful for the food that we have and the ability to be eating nutritious food. And by even thinking about food, we start producing salivary amylase in our mouth. And then by chewing the food, it continues to wake up our digestive system to get our stomach ready to produce hydrochloric acid, then to tell our pancreas to produce their um, digestive enzymes, and then also our gallbladder. Mm -hmm. And all this whole system is so, so important to make sure we're gaining all the nutrients out of food that we can possibly get. And when we miss one of these steps, our digestive system begins to break down. We either do not produce enough hydrochloric acid or or our body does not signal to the pancreas or to the gallbladder to actually start producing what they need to produce to break down the food we're about to eat. Mm -hmm. And as it does that, it starts to keep breaking it down, breaking it down, to then allow it to get into our small intestine where all this nutrition takes place. And the important thing with all this is is that everything we eat, like I've said, helps to rebuild and regenerate all of our cells. And so if we're eating a high protein or a high fat diet, but yet we're not breaking those things down into amino, amino acids or to fatty acids. What good is that doing? Because we are just defecating it out in our stools every day. It's not doing us any good. We are allowing the bacteria to ferment off of those things and continue to create more bloating or more constipation or diarrhea, but yet we're not actually getting the raw materials we need in order to produce energy or to make our sex hormones or to um, make our neurotransmitters to help our brain to feel good to have motivation to follow through and if we're not getting any of those things then where all the food we're eating is just being wasted, anyways.
0: Yes, that's so true, and that leads to all kinds of nutrient deficiencies, and why we see so many people with all these um, nutrient and vitamin deficiencies. That they because they're just not able to pull the. Not only are they, you know, very possibly not having a diet that is rich in those items, but even if they are, they're just having a really hard time getting that stuff out of their food and being able to absorb it.
1: So true. Yep. So true. And and the third thing after chewing your food really good goes back to the parasympathetic nervous system and that's chilling out while you're eating <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's where all this takes place. Remember we have to be in parasympathetics that rest and digest so that our digestive system can actually do its job. Yeah. Because when we're multitasking all the blood's going everywhere else. It's not going to our digestive tract to
0: do the work. That's right. So that's, that's a huge, that's a very important step.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, so then, you know, the fat that we're eating can actually be used for energy and we can burn through that fat. We can feel better. Our brains can be more clear. Um, And that's, that's what we should be using for fuel. Fat, fat is a way better uh, fuel source than sugar and carbohydrates.
0: Yes. And I, I think that's a great point too. And, but if we're not, you know we we definitely talk a lot about that on here is that fat is definitely the better fuel source but if you can't utilize it because you don't have proper digestion then you can go keto or paleo or whatever you want all day long but you're just not you're not going to be able to utilize it properly exactly exactly and yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. That's, those are all, that's great points. So what if, what if I'm a listener right now, I'm listening to this podcast and like, okay, that's great. That's awesome. Now what? <laughs> so <laughs> so how do you even figure out if this is you? How do you figure out if you're one of these people that aren't digesting your food pro Maybe you don't have any um, symptoms that you know of maybe you think well I'm just normal and I don't have anything going on so I must be digesting my food properly but how could how could someone find out um, if they're not or what steps do they need to take sure so a few things to, to know if you're you're not
1: is if you're not going to the bathroom every day then you're not digesting your food because we eat every day therefore we should be eliminating it every day We also shouldn't see food particles in our stool, and we should also make sure that our stool is well-formed. It should be easy. It should not be difficult to eliminate. Yes. Okay. There should be no bloating. There should be no gas. There should be, you know, no distensions with eating. You know, um, digestion is a very easy process when it's working optimally.
0: Okay, so you've lost a lot of people here, I'm sure, that they're saying, wait a minute, (laughs) what do you mean? No bloating, no gas, no distention. What do you mean? I'm supposed to go to the bathroom every day and I'm not supposed to be constipated. I mean, if I had to say one thing that I hear more than anything, it's probably all of those things. It's <laughs> right. like the normal everyday process for probably 99.9% of people. So if that's not normal, if you're not supposed to do that, why is it so average? Why is, why is everybody dealing with all that?
1: Stress, in my opinion. In my opinion, yeah. stress.
0: My opinion, too. I would say that's the number one contributor.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you have to remember, though, stress is both external and internal. So external stresses are things that we perceive as stress, right? So that could be work. That could be marriages. That could be children. That could be good, worse, and bad stress, right? Because our yeah. body still has to handle that. But we also have internal stress. And internal stress is blood sugar. Yes,
0: and, um that's right. You,
1: and, you know, managing blood sugar is one of the biggest things that someone needs to fix. And if our blood sugars are dysregulated, it's going to be really, really, really hard to fix anything else. Um, mm-hmm. And and, and um, dysregulated blood sugar is also the cause of many, many, many diseases, if not... All of them really create, because it creates inflammation and inflammation itself creates disease.
0: Yes, that's such an important point. I don't think people understand that enough is how much, is how much that leads to like everything. Like you name a major disease and pretty much it's, it's going to be, it's going to be preceded by inflammation, which is preceded by high blood sugar. Exactly.
1: Exactly exactly. And so you had asked me what what can they do? So yeah. things that you can start doing right now is the gargling, right? That we talked about. Yes. Is so the the choosing the right foods analyze how your your meal time goes. Are you sitting down and chewing or are you chomp, chomp, swallowing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are we showing gratitude and connecting with the food that we're eating and, and showing gratitude for how it's nourishing our body? Are we sitting down and relaxing while we're eating? These little tiny things that you can do on a day-to-day basis will start to heal your body. Yes. If you don't change the lifestyle factors, no matter what you eat, it won't matter.
0: Okay. So let's say that someone, um, they, they do that. They, they've got these things dialed in and now they are gargling and they are sitting down, they're cooking their food. They know where their food's coming from. They're sitting down to eat um, in the evenings, maybe with their family. So now they've got all that stuff dialed in. And let's say that they're still not Maybe they're, they're fighting with some acid reflux or something, and they think, man, what is going on? Maybe they're so constipated. Um, sure. You know, if, if they were to come in and see you, what would you recommend that they do if they're a patient of yours, for instance? Sure. So this
1: is where functional testing comes in. So um, obviously lifestyle changes are def- definite, but we also need to see where your body's at. And this is where something like a STOL test would come in because a STOL test would actually evaluate... Uh-huh one, how you're doing digestively, and two, it takes a look at your microbiome. We want to know, do you have anything pathogenic in your gut? For example, H. pylori can create um, stomach pain. It's a bacteria in the stomach. Um, Or how's your microbiome in in your intestines? Do you have candida? Do you have any parasites? Because, like I mentioned earlier, there are internal stressors, and this microbiome, if it's imbalanced, is another internal stressor that can lead to inflammation, and that can lead to improper digestion, which can lead to the constipation, or this, um, uh, or diarrhea even, or malabsorption, or not getting into those raw materials, because those little critters start to eat up all the food that you are ingesting, and it's not getting to your systems of the body. And so a stool test would be a great place to start to see how that is working.
0: Yeah, that's and those things are, are all of the things that you mentioned from the H. pylori to candida and all of the, those are actually really, it seems to me like they're really, really common and prevalent and people don't realize like they think, well, you know, I don't have, that's crazy. Like I don't have any little (laughs) critters in my gut. Like that's absurd. But how often are you seeing those types of things?
1: Oh gosh! more often than not i I don't um know
0: that I've ever seen a stool test that came back with nothing, nothing. hmm yeah that's uh very i think that's very interesting and and those things i mean they're pretty serious too I think not if you get past the ick factor of like okay, I've got these little bugs in my which you have lots of bugs in your gut by the way but uh, we we, exactly. we You're know supposed that. To. but the, <laughs> yes but these really bad guys that you really yeah. don't want in there, once you get past the the ick factor of that, and just just to realize like how serious they are. Like H. pylori, for instance, that simple infection of H. pylori has been linked to stomach cancer. Yes. So, it's- I mean, these are serious things. And I think a lot of us are running around with these infections like I have or had. I've been working on it, so fingers crossed that it's getting better. But I had... Um, you know, high candida. And so that, you know, that's a yeast overgrowth. And so I've been working to get that under control. And we all have candida in our guts, but mine had, had just gotten out of control because I had a bad balance in my, in my gut, in my microbiome. But um, that stuff can take a long time to heal. So once you, um, you know, kind of once you've figured this stuff out, then you've got You know, I'm sure you're talking to, I know you did with me, but I mean, you're talking to your clients then about like a protocol basically to go on and try to help them get their guts back in order.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And those are specific to each individual person because not everybody has the same problem and each, each person, that's where it becomes a very individualized approach. You know, what do you have going on? What, what was your health journey that brought you here and how do we start unwinding this? um, and, and start to decrease the stress in the body so that we can get the physiology restored and then balance the microbiome. So then that supports your immune system, which helps your nervous system, which helps your brain and your energy
0: production. And then you can, um, lead a better quality of life. Yeah. It's amazing how that all ties back together. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh. It's, yeah, it's, it's so amazing. And that's, always been my my passion is to to tie it all together to help people with that whole big picture (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah and I mean it I think it's amazing to see how you have like developed your career and and just your through your passions and you know what you are you know I think what you're here for I mean this is like your path this is what you were created for you've Obviously, being able to tie all these things together is amazing, and it, it's awesome the way it all works together, and you're just able to help people in so many facets of their lives. Thank, Thank
1: you. I, I, I'm truly blessed, and I, and I love it.
0: That's awesome. Um, well, Gretchen, I will not keep you on here any longer, but I would like to tell people how they can reach out to you. Um, because I know that you will work with clients all over the country, um especially in a in a functional medicine um standpoint. So can you tell people like how they can reach you, what the best way is for them to get a hold of you, and all that?
1: Sure, absolutely. So um my website is choosejustwellness.com, and that actually has all of my information on it. However, my email is Dr Dyer D-R-D-Y-E-R. D-R-D-Y-E-R at choose just wellness.com as well. So you can reach me there. If you um, would like to call my office, you can do that as well. And that's at 513-204-0035. And um, I would love to, to talk to anybody who has any questions or interest.
0: That's great. And you do, I know we talked about the stool test here, but you also do, I know, um, a wide array of other tests of uh, different functional medicine testing. So you do like, um, food sensitivity testing and all kinds of those type of things. Could you touch on just a couple of those if people are interested in kind of what some of the other testing is you can do?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it begins in the gut, like we mentioned, but then from there, we have to see how the rest of your body is working. So we need to know how your energy system is working, which is your mitochondria, your Krebs cycle, Mm -hmm. which produces energy within our cells. We also want to look at how your detoxification system is going. So your liver, a little bit of the gallbladder as well. Mm -hmm. We want to know about how your brain is functioning, how your neurotransmitters are doing. And we can test all of these things through urine, through blood. Hormones is another really big one, um, particularly with women. And we are stressed out (laughs) and our hormones tend to become imbalanced. And so learning to manage them and get them back into balance will really amplify the quality of life that we have. And it all goes together. And so um, there are tons of different tests that we can do. And uh, during the consult, we kind of go over what would, what would work best for you. Mm-hmm. And because everybody's different. We, the goal is to not run as many tests as possible. It's to run what we need to impact you and your body and your health
0: the most. Yes, that's awesome which I can attest that that is how you have been working with me over the years. We Definitely, we started with the gut. Yes. (laughs) And um, yeah, went all the way to the hormones, which was the the most recent test I did, which I guess that's, gosh, that's probably been like almost a year ago now, but um, the Dutch test, which I loved that. I mean, you want to talk about geeking out over a super (laughs) awesome, super comprehensive panel, which... Uh, Dr. Gretchen here was super kind to give me like extra information on my test that she knew I would love to read about. But that I just that was fascinating to me was all the hormone information and and everything that test gives you.
1: (laughs) It's one of my favorite tests. um, It's so complex and so eye opening that it's become one of my one of my favorite tests, but it goes in hand with all the others. So, you know, it's just Oh, yeah, I ran that one on myself as well because, you know, part of my, I'm on a health journey as well and that's what drives my passion and, um, and you know, and helping myself, I can help so many other people as well and and, and uh, be a better practitioner and a better mother and, and daughter and all those things and so, you know, it's it's important to know where, we're, where we are all at on a health journey um, right. while we are also helping everyone else.
0: Yep, that's right. That's so important. Well, um Gretchen, thank you so much for being on this call today and I'm sure this was a huge treat for my listeners and um and I am I just urge you guys if you're listening to this podcast please Um, Go to her website, look up her information. If you are not currently seeing a functional medicine practitioner or you don't even, maybe this is the first time you've heard of this and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this existed, I urge you to look into this because, you know, I think our traditional medical system here in the United States is great for acute care. I mean, if I'm in a car accident and I need some help, I am going to be very thankful for the hospital and the doctors, and you know those types of situations, I think we have one of the best medical systems in the world. But when it comes to preventative care, um, I think having a functional medicine practitioner in your in your ring is awesome. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. So, all right, Gretchen. Well, thank you so much for um, for this interview, and um, I am well, I will be talking to you soon, I'm sure. Thank, thank you
1: jessica, jessica. it's
0: all been right. a been a blessing all right bye 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 okay, wow, guys. What a treat to have Gretchen on today with that awesome interview. I hope you guys got some really good information there, and i I loved being able to have a real expert on to talk to you guys about um digestion and just how all of this works together. It is just so important in our health and wellness and um, not just about what we're eating. Like you heard Gretchen say, it's it's great if we're eating great nutrient-dense foods. That's what we need to be doing, but we've got to get the digestion dialed in because if our digestion's not working properly, we are not absorbing those nutrients um, that our body needs. So that was awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you are looking for a functional mes- medicine practitioner, if you're looking for you know a holistic doctor, um, g- like you heard Gretchen say, she is happy to work with you. She can work with you wherever you are. So if you don't have one in your area or you're not sure how to find one, you can certainly hook up with Gretchen. I will uh, put all the information. If you missed that. Um, Here, Maybe you're driving. You can't write all that down. I will link that in my show notes. So um, I am working on getting the show notes more accessible, like, on my website. And I apologize. I've not been able to do that yet. I know that would be easier for you guys. I get questions a lot about how to access the show notes. So I'm just not super um, website savvy and and doing all that. So I'm doing the best I can. But, um, you know, this show has zero budget. (laughs) So... So it's um, I haven't actually hired anybody to go in and do that. But I think I'm going to have to figure that one out and get somebody to do it for me. So I will work on trying to get those on there. But in the meantime, you can access the show notes. It's just a little bit more complicated than it would be if I was able to put them on there. So um, maybe the easiest way to do it is if you go to my website, um, JessicaTye.com, and you click on the episode that you're interested in. You can. It will then forward you to Podbean, which is how I upload all these episodes and get them out. It's a service for podcasting. So if you click on that, it will take you to Podbean. And then once you're in Podbean, you can click on the episode picture and it will open up the show notes. And all that is, is I try to put in there uh, most of what we talked about, any pertinent information you need, like website addresses, Um, specific brands of things that we discussed, that type of thing. So I will link to her website and her contact information in the show notes so you can get it that way. Most apps that you listen to a podcast on, if you click on the picture of the podcast you're listening to, it will also open show notes. So I know like if you're listening to it through iTunes, it does that. I'm not super sure about how Android's uh, Google Play works, but I would assume it's the same so you can access them that way that's pretty easy and if that if you are not having any luck with that or you're frustrated confused about finding them that way and you want Gretchen's information just send me uh, an email and I am happy to forward that information to you as i know if you're driving right now uh, it's not something that you're going to be able to write down or you know maybe you are thinking you know, you don't have a pen and paper, and you couldn't get this, and and you really want to contact her, I want to make sure that you're able to get in touch with her if you you want to do that. So um, I think that's about it. So happy Halloween, everybody. I hope if you've got some kiddos that you guys are uh, looking forward to the evening and trick-or-treating and getting dressed up and having fun. And we just have so much fun here in our neighborhood. It's such a social night and, and evening. So we actually get together with a some friends of ours, another family and have dinner, like a potluck dinner at their house ahead of time and then all the kids get ready and then we head out in the neighborhood. So it's a it's a good fun night for all of us. And of course the kids love it because they come home with pounds of candy, literally. <laughs> so um that's just the way it is. So we will um have plenty of candy around here tonight. With five kids and all of them trick or treat, it's going to be quite interesting. We do have a local um, dentist, however, orthodontist that does a typically does like a little, um, almost like a little carnival here, and. they and they collect candy and they end up sending it out to the troops. So they will collect the candy and they pay the kids. I think it's a couple of bucks per pound of candy that they turn in. So we always do that. We let the kids keep like a, about a Ziploc bag full of of their favorite candies, and then the rest of it we take up and then they split up the, the money. Or I think last year they ended up, you have the option of just not taking the cash and letting that just be donated to the to the troops. So um, I think it's a good program. So you might wanna check your area and see if your area has anything like that. I know lots of orthodontists do that. So that might be an option for you if you are like me and just think, oh my gosh, like this is just a, way too much sugar and candy for these kiddos. Um, you, that might be an option and it's an incentive to the kids because they, you know, they love that they're going to get paid for turning in that candy and then they can take that money and buy something else that they would rather have anyway. So, all right. So that, I hope that helps. And if you need to get a hold of me, um, want to follow up with me in any way, you can do so through my website, jessicatai.com You can send me an email at jessica at You can follow me on Instagram at blonde. And I'm on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jessica tai Nutrition. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I, this is just such a fun episode for me. And I've got some more great interviews coming up in the future. So I hope you'll continue listening for those. And please keep sending me the you know any show ideas or questions that you have. And thank you so much for feedback. If you've left me um, feedback or uh, or a review, I love those. And if you haven't, please do so. It means a lot to me. Thank you guys. Have a great week. And I will be talking to you next week. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.